Wait, are you... <laughs> are you gonna count me in? Whatever. I'm just gonna go for it. Welcome to the Queen's Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton. And as a child of the 80s, I'd love to say Queen's rule. But they don't. Queen's lead. Being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people. The guests on our show do exactly that. They are leading the way in their businesses, families, and communities. And they're taking their rightful place in the spotlight, leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us. Welcome to the Queen's Lead Podcast. Now here's your host, Amy Singleton, the queen of realness, leading conversations about business, life, and the real shit you want to know. Welcome everybody to season two of the Queen's Lead podcast. Today I am stoked to have Gordana Strentenovic. I just asked her how to say it. I knew I was going <laughs> to mess it up, but we know we have Gordana and she is coming to us hot from Greece. She is from a country so torn. It's not even a country anymore. I can't wait to dig into this massive project, your baby that you have grown to huge heights called Work Yellow. So welcome, Gordana. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Like, uh, I'm a genuine fan of your podcast. So I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I got to do it. So this is amazing. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, you're so beautiful. And we are like naturally curly hair uh, queen sisters. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, yeah. you can't really, uh, you know, straighten your hair here. It's too humid. So I just right. gave up. Yeah, it looks beautiful. I love that the frizz in like the 90s is coming back in because for curly girls it like is. us, that is totally on, it's on point. It's like, great. I woke up like this for it real. It is. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know if you know about the, the curly girl method, but it's uh, it's Ooh. becoming really popular. It's like a whole okay. movement on the internet. It's amazing. People are discovering that they have curly hair because they have like a little bit of a wave and then they just yeah. do the whole routine and they're ditching you know, the flat irons and this going natural yeah. let's do it let's exactly, go for it yeah. i'm here i'm gonna quit shaving my pits and everything like i'm here for this <laughs> i don't have time for like hair yeah. care anyway let's just focus oh, on I being leaders and queens so exactly. let's talk about that let's talk about what the queen you are <laughs> tell us oh. where you're from kind of like give us your give us your story like your your quick version of your story yeah. Uh, so I'm from this really, really small country. Uh, it's called Serbia. It's in the Balkans. Uh, you probably, most people don't even, don't know where the Balkans are, but uh, it's uh, it's kind of close to Greece. So let's describe it like that. <laughs> and uh, I actually, <laughs> I just told you, I, uh, I lived in four countries and never moved uh, because my country <laughs> kept changing its name every 10 years or so. So uh, sometimes even uh, like after five years, but uh, it's okay. Politics. Most people would um, know that, or a lot of people my age would know the country by the word you go by the name Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia yeah. And yeah, what other what other be... names did they adopt over the years you lived there? It was like Socialist Federal Republic of Yugoslavia, and then it was I remember just that Yugoslavia. One. Yeah, and then it was Serbia and Montenegro, and then it was just Serbia. So That's it was right. a lot. So they've settled like, on Serbia now. Like we're good we're with settled that name, on that think. now. Okay. Yeah. Good. I don't think I don't think it's changing anytime soon. Hopefully not. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to change my passport again, which I'm not right? crazy about. That's like worse than getting <laughs> yeah. married. Like, look, country, get oh your crap together. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I grew up there. I mean, I still live there. Um. Now I'm fortunate enough that I can travel around. But right now I'm in Greece. Highly recommend to anyone who's uh looking for a summer vacation. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did like all the jobs that you can imagine. Uh, went to school, went to university, and somehow landed in the marketing world completely by accident. So uh, nice. I'm kind of sticking around here. I like it. Yeah, uh, it's pretty nice. And, um, you know, built a company uh, at one point out of necessity, honestly, uh, not because I was looking to be a, a founder or anything like that. But it was just like, okay, I need this. So I, no one's gonna be able to, I guess I have to do it myself. So uh, that's it. like Cliff's notes version of everything. Very short story. Yeah, but let's talk about the building something out of need. Talk about leadership. Like there's not a thing and I have a problem. So I'm going to build my own solution for that. So talk about the problem that led to your solution. Yeah. So back in 2019, um, I was, you know, I was a freelance writer for six or seven years. And anyone who's been a freelancer knows how stressful it is to just constantly be looking for clients and people not paying you on time and all of that. Um, and I landed this really, really cool client actually, who invited me kind of full time to his company. So we quickly realized that we need to start building a bigger company. It's not just the two of us that's enough. And uh, we started hiring these writers um, completely accidentally, but maybe because of my own bias, our company is 80% women. So I'm super proud of that. <laughs> Somehow yes. women were better. <laughs> That's right. Um, but it was really hard. You know, the whole process was just so tiring and it took up a lot of my time. And, you know, as a like a founder, you know, that you have to wear 10 different hats and work on 10 different things and it just never ends. And I felt that this was something that could take a little bit of less time. Um, so we built a product that helped us, you know, just to solve our own problem, to hire writers, to hire editors, to hire creative people. Uh, that we needed for our agency. And then it turns out everyone else has the same problem. So it was like a perfect storm that happened. Uh, honestly, out of my kind of mini mental breakdown that I was having, uh, just spending 40 hours a week, just crying, like, please, I just need smart people to join my company, but I can't find any. And it's so complicated. So I guess uh, it worked out well. I'm uh, pretty happy with it. <laughs> So you were helping lead a marketing agency. Was it a marketing agency? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a marketing slash SEO agency. Okay. Um, and yeah, we were hiring. Well, here's one problem that I'm hearing, at least here in the United States right now, <clears throat> just finding the applicant is a huge problem. So like, yes, your yeah. solution is amazing if I have a whole pile of applicants, but how did you have any trouble getting those applicants? So actually, no, because uh, I think that's one advantage, I guess, of not being from the U.S. You kind of know secret pathways to finding people from other countries. Mm. I never wanted to build my team in the U.S. I always wanted to build my team in Serbia, where I'm from. So right. I knew exactly where to look for them. But the issue is that, you know, no matter who you're hiring, you're just going to get so many people and 90% of them are not even going to be qualified. People just apply for jobs. It's not illegal. Like you can't stop them. And that really bothered me because I know for a fact that there are so many amazing people that you might miss just because you get tired, you know, after you, you know, screen 10, 20 people and you're like, oh my yeah. God, what is this? You know, they all start not to even the same, right? right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure so who, how, kind of lose how people that. stand out. Exactly. You lose mm -hmm. that uh, clarity, I guess. And yeah. um, 
that was uh, so devastating for me because I remember what it was like for me when I was a writer, you know, just applying to 10, 20 jobs a day and not even getting an answer. And I know exactly why it's because people just can't uh, go, go through that many people um, yeah. in one day. And so we wanted to create something that would not only make it easier for, you know, me as an employer, but also for the candidates um, who may not have the most experience, but you can tell that they are smart, that they are willing to try, that they're a fast learner. Uh, it's just easier to stand out. So getting candidates, I think, is the easy part. By the way, I'm sorry, your traffic. Uh, getting candidates no, is know. the easy part, but the hard part is actually identifying who the best person for the job is. And I think, again, going back to my company being 80% women, it just turns out that those women stood out and they may not have uh, done that if, you know, they went through like a traditional hiring process. So, yeah. That. So tell <laughs> us how it started. Did Did you just start? Did it all start on paper? Did you start? Tell us how, how it began. Yeah. yeah. So uh, actually, my two co-founders and I went to Barcelona uh, for like a little leadership retreat as still an agency. And uh, it was actually on a rooftop. Uh, we rented this beautiful apartment with a beautiful rooftop garden. And we were just sitting there one night, kind of drinking a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> And uh, I was I just it. ranting to them, like, guys, you know, this is horrible. All I do all day, every day is just look through CVs instead of doing my job, which is 10, 10 more jobs apart from that. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we literally took a piece of paper. It's like, okay, can you imagine this? Canada comes here. Then this happens. Then that happens. And we wrote it down. Um, and actually one of my co-founders the next morning, he found a developer who can start making an MVP of the product. And um, I think we were there for a month when that month was done. We had our first little baby product. It looked really ugly. It doesn't look like yeah, that anymore, right, but it worked. Right. So yeah. yeah, problem was solved. And um, it was uh, it's a nice origin story, I guess, that we can tell our grandkids <laughs> yeah. sell it for a lot of millions for a lot of money yes that's amazing so so it explain to people who may not be familiar with how um automations and if then type attribution works can you explain that a little bit and how this really helps solve yeah. the, the real problem of time and identi identifying the great candidates yeah of course so i know a lot of uh, you know, girls my age, like in our thirties, they work in HR. My best friend works in HR. She's a recruiter as well. And the entire process of just working in HR is very manual. It requires a lot of, you know, brain labor and actually like finger labor. Like you have to type so many things and you just have to read, mm -hmm. read, um, but actually, you know, according to, you know, Harvard, Harvard business review and other research, uh, pre-hire skills tests actually correlate better with post-hire performance than anything else. So CVs, interviews, prior experience, anything. And what you really want when you're hiring someone is to find the person who's going to make you money and solve the problem yeah. that you have. And right. that might not be someone who used to work at Google or Amazon or one of these big companies because now... Mm -hmm. They're so huge. Anyone can work there. You know, I can go and say, I'm a junior developer. 
Uh, I'm not, by the way, but <laughs> I could probably get a job, right? To be an intern, right. to learn something. Um, and so we realized that very early on when we were hiring writers, that you can't just rely on portfolios, especially now with AI uh, and yeah. all of those automations. You, you have to test people, but the testing process is so manual. It's tedious. And that's why people don't do it. And a lot of HR reps, they have their targets to hit and they can't spend that much time reviewing these tests and making them and sending them out. So that is actually the problem that we solve with our automation. Uh, you know, it's just one click. You just send it, send, 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 send it to 10 people, 20 people, 100 people. Um, they do it in the, in Workello in our product. So you don't really have to go into your email and go into Google Docs and, you know, lose Word documents and PDFs. It's all in one place. Right. And yeah. it just, it saves so much time. Um, and actually I said, my best friend is in HR and she tried it. She, she loves it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's really a huge, huge time saver, especially for smaller companies that don't really have these huge HR departments. You can kind of split the labor and make it a little bit easier. Um, yeah. So for like kind of small, mid-sized companies, it, it is a lifesaver. I know it's my product, so like I know how it sounds, but yeah. <laughs> it really is. Um, and so anything you do, I feel like nowadays you can automate and why not automate hiring? You've automated yeah. almost everything else in marketing. So this is kind of the last thing. Um, so yeah, that's uh that's where so does we, this take the place? Does this take the place of the entire application process as well? Or is that uh, do they normally apply and then go through this? Yeah, so they apply through Workello. Uh, okay. so all the applications are in Workello in one place, and then your HR rep or you mostly it's yeah. you know founders who want to hire their first person uh they just go through all of them basically it's clicking next 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 you know seeing what's important and what really matters testing people which is the most important thing uh, yeah. and then reviewing those tests and then you can also schedule interviews um again it's all automated all communication is automated so you really don't have to send any emails or anything um so i think that's where kind of the biggest time-saving aspect is because you don't have yeah. to type or copy paste a bunch of stuff. Um, so what, what kind so, of yeah. companies is this a solution for? Is it only for like digital agencies or do you have a variety of tests for different industries? Yeah. So we started, uh, as I said, you know, we needed writers, we needed editors. Right. So we just started with content teams and yeah. for a long time, that was our sole focus. I, I would say for a year and a half, that was our only focus, just content marketing, only that. But now we've actually expanded to all possible roles that you can hire. So, you know, we have a big hiring library. You can choose a template if you want to hire a marketer, if you want to hire a developer, if you want to hire, I don't know, a writer or anyone. Uh, why am I not thinking of anything else? Salesperson, for example. Um, so, so but what about trades? There. What about I'm looking for painters for my painting company? Is that something... Or is this mainly in like the yeah. administrative type roles? It, I think it works better for administrative roles because of the mm -hmm. testing um, portion, but you can absolutely, I mean, you can hire anyone. We had people hire, um, what is a receptionist for a hotel um, yeah. with Workello and they just send them a little questionnaire and like a situation type um, test that they write a couple of sentences just to see what their communication skills are. Some people yeah. also send the language tests, uh, especially, you know, in Croatia and Montenegro, 
just my neighbor countries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people come there. A lot of foreigners come there. So it's very important for the staff to speak decent English. And that's how they test them. I don't know how you would test a painter. To be honest, I never even thought about it, but I'm sure yeah. there are ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just curious yeah, because we work a lot yeah. with the trades. So, you know, mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot, there's a big problem in the United States right now trying to find workers in the trades. I heard. Yeah, I heard. Actually, I think it's a problem everywhere. Uh, Is it? I tried to find a plumber a couple of months ago and it was so hard. I thought yeah, it would it's be tough. easier, but mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so yeah. tell us about when did... When did it become not just a hiring tool for you, but you're like, okay, let's ditch this agency and go all in on the hiring tool as our business. Yeah. When did that happen? Yeah. It actually happened not too long after we made it. Yeah. Uh, we just started talking about it on LinkedIn. My co-founders and I, we started building our brands on LinkedIn a couple of years before we made work and we were just posting tips, you know, about marketing, about SEO, about content this is what you do. This is how you do it. So yeah. people already knew us as like the content guys, I guess. Uh -huh. uh, and then we started talking about hiring and people, you know, we had really good feedback because people were like, oh, wait, I need a writer. I need an editor. I have a problem with this. How do I do it? Please solve it for me. So yes. we realized that our entire industry is suffering from the same thing because whatever you do in marketing does not matter what job you have. You have to be good at writing because you're going to yes. be writing all day, you know, write That's emails, right. you write social posts. You, I mean, you know, you have a podcast, yes. you do everything on social. So, um, you have to be a good writer and finding those good people. It's very hard because everyone thinks that they can be a writer just because they speak English, <laughs> you know, especially right. like in my country, it's like, oh, I, I played video games. I speak English. I could probably be a writer, which is not <laughs> Um, so that's how it started and we got our first hundred customers pretty fast, actually. And it was really exciting to, you know, help them also grow their agencies. It was mostly agencies, uh, to start mm -hmm. with and just see the results they had. So I was so proud. <laughs> it was kind of my proudest moment. Yeah. It's when you see Someone your clients no succeeding team. from something you built, it's the best feeling yeah. in the whole world. Oh, Absolutely. It's so, it's amazing. I'm just so proud of those guys and, um, you know, in the SEO world, it's like, you want to have this big graph zero to 100 K blah, blah, blah. Right. It's, uh, it's kind of like a rite of passage. And now some of my customers have done it and I'm just like, Oh my God, you guys, like you did it. <laughs> this is amazing. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, it just showed us that this is something that's worth investing time and money into. And, uh, we went super hard, um, that's incredible. And how many users do you have now? Do you, do you even know? So I don't know the exact number, but we have over a thousand users. Uh, people just keep signing. We actually got 100 signups last month and we didn't even promote it that much. We should promote it a little bit better. Wow. Uh, but it's just happening. You know, people just, uh, I mean, it's just something, it's an industry that's always going to be necessary, I think. And there yeah. are already are so many solutions out there. So it's you're always going to need more people, no matter what you do. At one point, you have to build a team. And yeah. if you have someone to support you on that journey, I mean, it's amazing. And we actually got a comment from a few of our customers. Like, I tried some of these bigger tools that are great. Don't get me wrong. But I just didn't have that one-on-one -on -one support that I have with you guys. So 
Yeah. That was also really nice. I really liked right? it. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll, we get to do it for a long time um, until we get super big. But uh, I mean, Not- we'll see when the time yeah we'll see I mean who knows what's gonna happen we started this thing with an SEO agency now we're like a hiring software so like who knows you just follow you follow what works and you follow what what makes you happy and I see the joy on your face even just talking about it like it makes you so happy and it's serving others and leading people which is what this podcast is all about being a leader exactly yeah like my honestly my motivation obviously it is to build a business to make money and and all the good stuff like everyone else who builds a business of course but another huge motivation is just helping people who are finding jobs actually find a good job and yeah. find it in a fair way and not be overshadowed by the sheer number of other people who may not be qualified so that's the most important thing for me and you know we've helped thousands of people get hired and that is kind of my proudest thing like oh Yes. <laughs> oh, that, that gave me chills when you said that, because seriously, my definition of people have a lot of different definitions of being an entrepreneur. But for me, the definition of being an entrepreneur is providing jobs for people in your own yeah. communities and like developing these micro communities yeah. all around us and not outsourcing things to other places. But you're not only providing jobs with Workello and what you're doing, but your client, you're helping your clients who are entrepreneurs build yeah. their businesses that are having you know, providing more and more jobs. So it's just this compound effect of jobs. And not only like, I love that you mentioned that it's not just for the business owner and looking for that talent, but the talent is out here in a sea of noise, trying to stand up and be noticed and go, no, I'm really good at this. But how do they communicate that to someone unless they're, I mean, unless they're already like, I don't know, it's hard for them to promote themselves in a stack of resumes this big to a tired business owners whose eyes are fatigued and they just want to get the position filled and they need to move forward and they can't and they're stuck and everyone's stuck in this tool. Tell me, tell us how the tool works. Like what is, is it with AI? Is it pulling data and information? Tell us how it ranks these people and how it, how we come to know what is our best candidate based on your software. Yeah, of course. So it, uh, we don't currently use AI to rank people. I, I, personally don't think it's there yet so I don't know I don't think that's in my opinion it's it's still not where it should be so we don't use mm-hmm. it to to okay. rank people we do have AI detectors uh you know with chat GPT especially sure. when you're hiring as creatives like you want original content you want human right. content mm-hmm. uh, maybe you don't but um still uh we have these AI detectors that will tell you whether what's the likelihood of it being written by AI versus human mm. None mm-hmm. of the AI detectors are 100% accurate, but still, right. it's nice to have them. Um, basically, the way it works is it's super simple. You control where you hire from. So I, as I said, I like to hire in Serbia, and I know my Serbian job boards. <clears throat> I know, know a couple of job boards in Croatia. So basically, I create my job on, on Workello. I grab that link, and I post it on all of these different job boards. So I'm controlling the location here. Um, mm-hmm. For example, you want to hire in the U.S. only, so you would focus only on the U.S. job boards. Or so that care. that is a thing. I was gonna ask if if it was only for if it's worldwide, if it's no. able to be used. It, it it is. Yeah, yeah. You can use it okay. wherever you want. Uh, so basically, you just post that link wherever you want. Facebook is also a great place. Uh, you know, there are a lot of these interest-based communities of people who love. Mm. For example, plumbing. And <laughs> if you need someone, sure, yeah, plumber, or if you need mm-hmm. someone to write about plumbing, 
who yeah. better to ask than an actual plumber, right? Um, so then your candidates come in and depending on how big the job board is, it could be hundreds or even thousands in some cases. Um, and then it's all about reviewing them. But what's really nice about it is that even if you reject someone, so you click the little reject button, they actually get an email saying, hey, you know, you're amazing, but we got a lot of good candidates. You can apply next time. So yeah. a candidate is not sending their application to a black hole, which is, I think, one of the most frustrating things when you're applying for jobs. You just don't get an answer back, even if you're yeah. rejected. Um, right. And uh, if you don't want to reject them, if, if you want to forward them to the next stage, you click a little test button and you send them a test. They do it. It's all an app. They can always check their status because we do have a candidate status page that outlines your exact hiring process. So if you have two tests, three tests, five tests, three interviews, doesn't matter. Um, you know, they get a little highlights, like you are here type of situation, okay. explaining exactly where they are. So they wow. know what's coming next. And if they really want to keep, you know, to stay in your yeah. process or take themselves out, most people stay uh, because they really just appreciate when they know like, okay, I have this test and this interview and then I'm going to be hired hopefully. Uh, yeah. And so basically everything works like that. It's just uh, one click actions for you as an employer and for candidates, it's a little more than one click because they actually have to write their tests, but sure. you know, it's still much, much simpler than hoping and praying that someone is going to read what they wrote in their CV, which mm -hmm. to be honest with you, I don't think <laughs> a lot of people are doing from what I hear from the industry it's like oh just scan this really quickly and if something stands out then maybe yeah but you know i suck at making cvs my cv is awful <laughs> tell no people what a cv is me. in case they don't know oh yeah cv is just your resume it's a i think europeans use cv instead of resume gotcha. Yeah. uh it's basically your work experience and mm -hmm. so mine is the worst like i'm so bad at making those if i applied anywhere no one would ever hire me um so i'm always like hoping and praying that they have some kind of testing process <laughs> because that's where i really shine and yeah. a lot of people from my industry really shine there mm -hmm. um because and so really does the business owner marketing themselves yeah yeah does the business owner see on a dashboard, like the, like the scores in a ranking, is that how, does it rank the candidates for us? So it doesn't rank it for you because we, you know, we don't want to assume what you want. Uh, so that's mm -hmm. kind of your, um, on you to decide who the best person is and you can rank them yourself if you want, mm -hmm. but, uh, because we don't use AI to rank people because most yeah. of these AI rankers, I guess they work on the system of keywords. And again, if someone is not like me, like I'm bad at making resumes, if I don't hit all the keywords, I'm never getting through right. those AI checkers. Mm -hmm. Um, so for that reason, we didn't do it, but I mean, maybe if, uh, if a lot of customers ask for it, um, we'll build it for them. <laughs> no problem. I'm just curious to Mostly see, like, it's a, it's a nice that. quick glance that I can see they scored this on this. I mean, they, you can see their scores yeah. and be able to rank them in your head as you're, as you're looking yeah, at yeah. each candidate, you, can, you know what they've scored all there in one place. Yeah, you yeah. can do that. Absolutely. But for now it's up to you to decide what your score is. Like I have mm -hmm. my scoring system. I mean, my company's scoring system, um, that incidentally I did make, so maybe it is mine. 
so we don't hire anyone who's below a seven for us. And mm-hmm. we know, okay, with a seven, they're going to require a little more hand holding, but they're going to be fine. But if it's a six and below, we probably don't have capacity to just teach them everything from scratch or, yeah. um, I mean, you know how it goes. Yeah, um, that's great. So, I mean, we, we do share everything that we know and that we have learned, you know, I've hired over 100 people since I started. So yeah, plenty of experience there. You know what you're doing. <laughs> we do share. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of knowing what you're doing. So some of the things that you shared that you could talk about on this podcast include some things that I thought were really interesting that the guests might, might want to hear about. Um, so talk about how we can, oh, let's see what it say. Convince women in leadership to mentor us. That, that was a great, uh, I love that. I was like, "Hmm." you know, I know for me, like I am super busy and I do get asked a lot and I'm just like, what would it, what would it take for someone to convince me to do that? Or how, what would it take for me to convince someone that I want to mentor me to do that thing? Um, our, Our mastermind group just signed a deal yesterday to have, um, that we, we host a mastermind called the committed mastermind, um, height digital, my company does for other agency owners. And we just brought on John C. Maxwell to mentor us for two years wow. privately oh, monthly, wow. in person. Jesus. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a huge deal. So like, I know that, that relationship has taken well over a year. Thank you of convincing and talking yeah. and getting to know John and his team and all these people. So it's, it's an incredible opportunity, but like, how can my guests get yeah. people to, uh, to mentor us individually? Yeah. So thank you for reminding me of that. I even forgot that. I that, um, this was one of my biggest fears, honestly, because I'm, you know, may not look like it, but I'm actually so introverted and so scared to come up to people and ask them anything is my biggest yes. fear. And my, you know, my co-founders, they're not like me. They're, they're way more extroverted than me. And so they were kind of pushing me like, go contact this person, ask them a question, just ask them for a call. Um, yeah. And I remember a couple of years ago, I, you know, I had like a, a shot of whiskey. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. <laughs> like courage. courage. And I messed it. Yeah. Yeah. It, I had to, there was no other way. Uh, there was this woman, her name is Maggie Lung. Uh, Lung? I, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Uh, she is now head of, or VP of content at ClickUp. She's amazing. She's wow. literally everything I want to be when I grow up. Um, two years ago, she was in Andreessen Horowitz um, in the startup accelerator. Oh, YC wow. thing. Mm-hmm. So she's amazing. Before that, she was in her wallet. She's like, oh, I want to be her. And so I, I plucked up my courage and I just asked her, hey, Maggie, you know, how are you doing? On Did LinkedIn. you just like DM her on LinkedIn? I just DM'd her. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Her for, for a long time. And yes. I just DM'd her fully expecting that she's either going to ignore me or just say, no, I'm not wasting my time with you. But she yeah. actually said yes. And we had a call. It was amazing. Thanks to her, I learned a lot of the things that I know now. Um, I mean, I learned how to hire people from her. She literally uncovered wow. all of the secrets. It's because of her that Work Yellow exists. Um, and so she said yes. And since then, we we had a couple more calls over the years. And, um, you know, like my proudest moment was when she actually reached out to me for help. And I'm like, you want my opinion? This is crazy. And so I realized that when you, you know, because 
Oh, it's so hard. I, I mean, you know, as a woman, it's really, really hard to stand out and not have people think that you're a, a B words, you yeah. know, and like, yeah, you boss, you're a ball busting bitch. Harsh. Like, yeah, I've heard it a million times. Yeah. You're a type yeah, A, you're yeah. too strong. You're aggressive, not assertive, exactly. all the things. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's so, so hard. So I found that women in powerful positions have been there. She has probably been through everything that I'm going through uh, and more because she's way more successful than me. Yeah. And I realized it too, because I get DMs by people now who are younger than me in their twenties. They just started out and, you know, they asked me like, Hey, can you help me? I would like to have a call with you. Uh, you know, I'm new to this whole marketing thing and you're, you're, doing some of these other amazing things and I always say yes. yes uh so my thinking is if I would say yes she would probably say yes too and if she says no that's fine there's another person who will so um I think one of the ways to convince them is you know to show them what you do ask them smart questions you know don't just ask them what's up <laughs> no one's right to reply don't that, that. <laughs> uh, ask them for concrete advice. Hey, I have a problem with this. I'm working on this. I really need help. And you are amazing. I want to be you when I grow up. Would you help me? I guarantee you like 99.9% .9 of um, people will say yes. And wow, they would gladly do it. Uh, so, so be bold. Number one, be, be confident. Bold. Yeah. Be bold. I know. It's What's so the worst hard. thing they can do? They can say no. Right. I mean, exactly. Okay. Like it's over the internet. So it's not even in person. So you're, you'll right? be fine. Like you you're can just safe. hide behind the screen and we're like, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Will you yeah. please do it? Yeah. I was, I was sitting out in my garage the other night and, um, talking about the, the same sort of things, like who do I want on my podcast? And like, I was telling my partner and husband sitting over here, like Dolly Parton, like I, he, I was like, we were talking oh, about celebrities God. and stuff. And he was like, who would you, he's like, is there anybody now that we've met quite a few celebrities now through our mastermind, some other events that we've been, we've hosted and been to. And he's like, is there anybody that you would just like geek out over? And I was like, I think Dolly Parton, like she would be number one. I used to tell people that she was my mother, that her and Kenny Rogers were All my right. parents when I was a little girl, I used to tell people that. And so I started writing a list of like women that I want to be on the podcast one day and dreaming and hoping about that. And I just love that you told that story about like this woman from ClickUp and NerdWallet became my mentor because I asked and I dreamed about that yeah, and it, I made the ask. It's literally that. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. You never know. And we're, we're manifesting Dolly. That's right. Dolly Parton's going to be right in the square. I'll invite you to come back. We'll just have a trio session and talk to her. That would be amazing. Oh, I would because die. Like she's so cool. I love her. Talk <laughs> about the definition of a queen leader. I mean, that woman, like I get a little book in my mailbox every month for my nephew because she has an illiteracy, a literacy program. Like she's doing all the things right. And being herself about it. Like she's like, Honey, it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. That's my, my favorite yeah. quotes she ever it's said. It's my favorite quote. Yeah. I love, I love that. that she has uh, fake nails on her gloves. It's like, oh my God, you are so yeah. committed. You're so Just committed. Just being herself, right? Best. Yeah. Yeah, she's the best. I don't even know where. Oh, where I was going with that was talking. You said she later asked you for help. 
And that was one thing yeah, that John taught us at our event this last year where he was, was a speaker. He said, you know, you have something to offer them too. Like you, you don't know, like you don't have to be the smartest person in the room to have something to offer those people. Your experience is also That's valuable true. and you never know what you can go in and give to one of these people that you're hoping would mentor you. They may receive just as much from you as you do from them. Absolutely true. You know, I have, uh, I have this girl, I'm calling her a girl because she's very young on my team. <laughs> she was 20, I think when we hired her now she's 23. Yeah. I'm t I keep telling everyone we are all going to be working for her when she's 30 because yes. she is the smartest. I've never met a young girl, a young woman who's so driven, so smart. She just understands everything. I'm scared of her. Honestly, I know I she's going to be my boss one day. Like That's I just great. know it. And I can't wait because now I, when I was 23, I was not that smart. Let me tell oh my you. gosh. No, it's completely and stupid. She is just such an inspiration. I, I can't wait. I seriously can't wait to be an old lady working for her. I love that. You know, I don't think there's enough credit being given to young people in general these days. You know, a lot of the older generation think they're stupid because they can't change their oil or mow a lawn, but you know what they can do so much more. (laughs) Oh yeah. I don't even know how to change my oil. Like who cares, you know, but Mm. you know how to do other things. And that's right. I agree with you. I think, um, you know, I grew up in the two thousands. I was like a young girl um very toxic time <laughs> and so i'm like very proud of the the new generation i talk like a, i'm 100 years old but you know, <laughs> they are so aware of those issues and they're actively working to fix them which is yeah. amazing like the body image issues and just the women empowerment issues that we all grew up with um yes. and now they're they're just unapologetically unapologetically working against it it's amazing yeah. for me um so yeah yeah I'm really I'm really excited <laughs> to see people standing up and being like you know I'm a human I'm normal we were talking about that before we got on here like we are people we are not perfect we are just people yeah. <laughs> just yeah, like everybody okay. else is a people exactly exactly <laughs> and it goes back to you know asking people to mentor you at the end of the day they're just people and they want right. to help as much as you want to help. People are, I think, inherently good. And even if someone isn't, that's not a reflection of everyone. Most people are just amazing and they that's are right. willing to help. And, and, you know, when you get to a certain point in your career, which I'm not there yet, but hoping to be, it's all about serving the community that brought you up and you just want to give back. So that's right. I think that's the goal for, you know, most successful people not to hoard your knowledge and wealth, but to give it away to other That's people. Right. So they can That's right. That's right. Yes. Yes. I was at a women's conference a couple of years ago and this woman was like, I am so done with the competition, especially in certain industry yeah. industries. Like there is enough success for everyone. When you get in that elevator and you're at the top, she goes, send that bitch back down, pick up some more women and bring them <laughs> up here. Like it's our time. Yeah. We have a seat at the table finally. And it, it's not, it's not something for us to hide away. It's something for us to share. And so that we can all be elevated together. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, one day I'm, I'm like hoping to, to teach this to my kids someday when I have them, if I have them, you know, just go for it. Uh, I was too scared yes. to do it for a very, very long time. Like my, my journey started when I was 29 years old, you know, I was like, I was 
older <laughs> than most people are when they actually kind of start finding themselves in a business or or building a business. Yeah. And I love hearing about, I was just listening to a video this girl made, she's 26 years old. She's making half a million dollars from a clothing brand she built because she maxed out her credit card and she just had the courage to do it. I didn't, but there was no reason not to have the courage because like you said, there's enough success for everyone and you don't have to be afraid. That's it. That's it. You just have to do it and do it scared. People say all the time, Amy, you're fearless. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I am terrified all the time. All the time. I'm scared. I, I just do it anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing. Yeah. I'm, I'm able. So I just, I jump in because not only does it help me to succeed that way and doing it messy, uh, but it, it gives others permission, I think, to yeah. to go for those goals and those dreams and those hopes and not and realize we're not stuck where we are. You are not stuck in a nine to five. You are not stuck with exactly. the man. You are not stuck in an SEO agency when really what you want to do is build a <laughs> software company and like blow up and live in Greece and like, you know, be beautiful and, yeah. and wonderful and oh. grow all these teams. <laughs> like, yeah, there's something different and it's possible. Sure. You just have to do it and you have yeah. to do it scared. And, and find I love mentors that. along That's the way. That's so cool. I love I mean, how terrified said. were I'm you? I'm start using that. Oh, I'm every day. I'm so day. terrified, honestly. Every right. single day. But you know what? I guess it's normal. Like, I used to think like, oh, once I get here, I'm going to be peaceful. But mm. I'm not. So, mm. you know, mm. once I get there, I'm going to be peaceful. But I don't think it's real. There's no peace. You just keep doing it. Like you said, do it scared. I love it so much. I'm going to steal that from you. <laughs> do it scared. Do it scared and do it now. That's the other thing I say. Yeah. Uh, in a mentor of mine, Eileen Wilder. Hello, Eileen, if you're there. She Hi. says, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. So like when my alarm goes off and I don't want to go to the gym, what, what plays in my head is do it now, do it now, do it now. Because I've written it in my journal so many times yeah. that I have to make it second nature because I don't want to do it. I'm too scared. I, I'm scared that I I'm going to look like an idiot. I'm scared <laughs> I'm going to mess it up. I'm scared I won't be good enough or as good as the girl next to me or whatever, but do it, do it scared and do it now or else you will put it oh, off yeah. forever. Yeah. 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 That's, that's definitely something that I struggle with a lot. And so this is like free therapy for me. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I love it. Let's give some more, a little bit more therapy. I want to, I want to go back to where you said, um, there, there's no, when you get there, when you get there, when you get there, that I didn't start this journey until I was 37. I just turned 42 last Saturday. I mean, it's been oh, I was wow. in my mid to late thirties. So, <laughs> oh, thank you. It was a great one. Uh, but it, there, there's no arrival point. Like, right. I keep waiting to get to this place and I'm learning yep. more and more that I have to stop and be present and enjoy the wins, the yeah. losses, the, the times the the kiss in the kitchen, the, the sending the kid out the door for the day. If you tell us about how you ha have navigated that and, and not trying to make sure you're just like working toward that next, get their goal. Like, how do you find that peace yeah. and that happiness in your day to day? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, first of all, realize that there is no goal. Like that's, I guess, step yeah. one. It's very, very hard um, because you're always taught like, and just the way I, even our school system works, you're taught to check off a box at the end of the day. Yes. You know, I attended this class. I got, I don't know, a good grade or yeah. I got into university. I finished university. So we're from a very, very young age taught that life comes in these uh, stages and 
a stage ends and then you go on to something next and it's always better it's always bigger it's always uh, elementary school and high school university but when you actually get out of there you realize that world does not work like that and you may be on top one day and then the bottom the next um and so a couple of bottoms had to happen for me to realize that yeah uh unfortunately this is your life now you're never going to be constantly up and then go even more up it's going to be like this and just enjoy those you know, high moments because the lows are going to come. They may not be catastrophic, but they are going to come. It is going to be, yeah. it, it is going to happen. But you have to find beauty in that too. And I know it sounds kind of preachy and I even get annoyed when people say that when I'm down, I'm like, oh, don't, don't tell me that. Like I'm not enjoying right. my pain. But when you look back on it, um, you know, I look back on every kind of bad situation that happened to me. It taught me so many things. He taught mm-hmm. me how to be stronger, how to not make that mistake again, how to, you know, trust people more or don't trust people as much. <laughs> it really depends. Yes. Um, and yeah, there is no end goal. Even when you reach a goal that you have, you're just going to make up the next one. <laughs> so that's right. You're never going to arrive. And I think it's good because you always have something to hope for. Um, I think the worst thing that can happen to a person is just to do everything you always wanted to do and then what are you going to do nothing for the rest of your life so yeah the journey is a beautiful thing and if you have someone to share with that's even better you know your family your pets (laughs) your friends doesn't really matter um but when you share it it's just so 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 much bigger that's Um, it i used to wonder like why don't these celebrities like stop? Like, why wouldn't Dolly stop? Why does she have a literacy program? Why does she have all these other entities and all these other things? It's because it comes from that place of community and servitude. Like you never get enough. It's not about the money. Like no amount of money is going to make you happy. I know you think it will. I know that when you reach that hundred thousand goal yearly, monthly, whatever it is you got in your head right now, like I got to get to that point. That alone will not make you happy. It won't. I promise I've done it. (laughs) So yeah. The reason people keep going is not the dollars. I mean, beyond a certain amount, like, yes, it gives you options and your life can get easier, but it doesn't fill your heart. It doesn't fill your soul. Mm -mm. Yeah, it doesn't. So people keep going because of, they want to serve. They want to give, they have that heart of abundance mindset. That's exactly it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I I've seen an an example in my own family, you know, my grandma, she is the one who didn't continue. So she, did her thing and she's like okay i'm done now and mm-hmm. all she does all day is just complain like oh i have hip pain i have back pain I'm like you're 86 years old like of course you do what do you expect it's like oh, i can't do anything you yeah. can but you just gave up like you you did what you were supposed to do and and now you're like you have nothing to do you're bored that's why you're complaining right. so mm-hmm. i think um like you said, like serving the community, doing something, I feel like is going to be more and more important as we grow older, because if you want a long and healthy life and a happy life, you need to have something to do just to get that brain working and, you know, those bones not cracking. That's right. Yeah. It's taken from a 42 year old woman. That's the, I don't work out for vanity. I work out because I don't want to be a frail old woman. I want to be able to stand up and whatever, do the thing when I'm 86, you know, I don't want to reach that destination and then go downhill. It's everything worth doing 
is uphill. It's all hard. So you it's always well uphill. Yeah. To it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why I always complain. I, I just recently moved uh, in with my partner and he lives uh, at the bottom of the hill. So basically wherever I have to go, it's always uphill. Always. Yes. always why do I keep going uphill? And then I'm like, oh, it's a metaphor for life, actually. You just always go uphill. You never I go love it. And so, when you come yeah. back down, back home to your partner, that's like your it's easy so nice. space. Yeah. I kind of love that. That's kind of beautiful. I love it. Oh, thank you. Right. Well, I've decided that for season two of this uh, podcast, I'm going to ask the same question to every guest at the end of this session. So tell me, what does being a queen leader, what does that mean to you? Oh, wow. That is such a good question. Oh, wow. Or what does good uh, leadership means, maybe look like? Yeah. For me, uh, it just means giving back. So not necessarily giving back to people who gave something to you when you were starting out, but to someone mm. you don't even know, to someone who's just starting out and to someone who needs help, just like you needed help when you were starting out. You know, no one is, I don't think anyone in this world is self-made and all of those like self-made stories, like, yeah, okay, you did your thing and you made all the money, but you had support you had That's right. from your family, from your friends, from your community, from some random woman from LinkedIn who taught you a lot of the things that you know. Yes. Uh, and so how is the next, you know, in my case, Gordana going to succeed and, and do something, even if she comes from a horrible you know geographically and like politically uh horrible country and a horrible environment how is she going to succeed if you don't help her so that's kind of what's driving me um you know next generation doesn't even have to be someone younger than you just someone who who really needs your advice and who could really use your help uh without you know you ever expecting anything back because you know you also received a lot of things when you needed them. So now it's time to give back. So for me, right. that is probably the definition of a good leader, just giving and giving it all away for free. <laughs> just That's it. Give your knowledge That's away. our motto, man. We give it away. We give away the farm because it's going to eventually help someone else. So. That's amazing. Exactly. Tell the guests, Gordana, where can, if people need, look, if you're looking for a hiring solution and you need help organizing all of these applicants, you want to get the best applicants without fatigue of your eyes and your brain <laughs> and all of the things go over to work. It's workello.com. That's the, is that your yeah, website? That's right. W-O-R-K-E-L-L-O workello.com like hello, work hello. And where can they find you? <laughs> Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, if you type my name, uh, which I know is very hard to say, but it's Gordana Sretenovic. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as well. And you can also find me on Instagram. Uh, I also have a weird name there, but I hope I, <laughs> I, hope I see you there. That's going to be in the show notes. Uh, yeah, let's, let's connect. Awesome. Thank you so much, Gordana, for being my guest. Thank and thank you. you for being a queen that leads. Thank you so much for having me. This was legitimately a dream come true for me. So thanks. Awesome. So good. I appreciate you. The Queen's Lead podcast is recorded worldwide and produced by the kick-ass media team at the Height Digital home base in Nicaragua. Until our next episode, stay real queens and go lead. Remember to tap that follow and leave your review. For freebies and more real, inspiring content you love, go to amysingleton.net. And connect with Amy on our socials at The Real Amy Singleton. One more thing. 
This is the legal language, what my lawyer wrote and what I need to read to you. This podcast is presented for educational and entertainment purposes only. I am Amy Singleton, and I'm just your friend. Although I may speak to many on this show, I am not a psychotherapist, a business coach, a doctor, a CPA, a lawyer, or probably anyone who should be giving you professional advice. This podcast is not a substitute for a relationship with your doctor, coach, or any other licensed professional. Got it? Good. Now go be a queen and follow me at The Real Amy Singleton.